Jordi Miller, and welcome to Between the Head and the Heart, a podcast by Lexington Wealth Management. Uh, today's episode, it's part of the series for COVID-19. Um, and our guest today is kind of like somebody I know very, very well. Uh, she is Christine Pocaro, president and co-founder at Lexington Wealth Management. And I thought of talking to her about something that I have uh, now kind of like being witnessed through the last three weeks uh, by interacting with her, which is the silver linings that are coming up uh, from not just being at home, but working from home, spending more time with families, etc., um, that, that she has pointed out almost honestly on a, on a daily basis with our team. And it's a very uplifting conversation. Uh, I hope you enjoy it and share it. And, um, and yeah, so as much as I did. So here it is, our conversation with Christine Pocaro, President and Co-Founder of Lexington Wealth Management. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing, Chris? Good. Um, I was thinking that one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you was that in the last three weeks or four weeks, if there is anybody in my circle that I have heard the word silver lining the most is you. And, <laughs> and, and I thought it would be interesting to once because I... I really know you like very well, and then and then second, um, I think you have a very active family and active network around you. So you might be hearing a lot of silver linings from uh, your circles. So so I wanted to talk about that, and I think it, it, we need an uplifting episode too. <laughs> um, the, so 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 how are you doing? Let, let let me start with that question. And um, how is things at home? How how's everybody doing? So, um, actually I, I'm good and I don't want that to sound in, in any way in a selfish, um, or disrespecting way to others who are struggling or unfortunately have family that have been ill. Um, and I, and I want to say upfront that I think that this is an absolute horrible, um, situation from both the virus perspective and the market perspective. And I think that, um, it's horrible and you can't say anything else, but, but we're, but we're good. I mean, I'm good. My husband's good. My teenage daughters are good. Everybody's trying to keep busy and stay positive. And so from a really high level, we're good. Um, I know Christine's family pretty well. And, uh, uh, I guess Chris and Chris, uh, they have two very yes. active daughters <laughs> and, uh, I assume they were going to be from all the, the, the teenage kids that, that I kind of know, they would be the ones struggling staying inside as much as possible uh, from all the activities that they do. How are they doing staying inside? They're managing. I mean, from the very beginning, we sat down as a family. And I think that was part of probably part of the key thing from the very beginning was we sat down as a family and we talked about what things might change, um, what things we know will definitely change why it's important for us to kind of stay on some sort of a structure schedule. Um, and so, 
you know, everybody sat around the table, including my husband, who was sort of against that from the beginning. But he he um, he engaged and everybody <laughs> wrote out what they thought their daily schedule might look like when they're working from home or they're schooling from home. And they are incredibly busy. I mean, my my girls really don't have a minute of downtime between their competitive sports and their training for third degree black belts and karate and they um, are incredibly active and they race on a competitive ski team. So we're crazy, crazy busy. We're nonstop. We're almost never home. Um, So I was a little bit worried, but the nice thing was it was it, it it took us all back down to reality and it made us all pause for a minute and think about how much time we spend being so busy and I think everybody really welcomed the the change of pace and actually being able to just be home and focus on their schoolwork and you know still some of the other things that they have to do remotely but Hmm. Uh, but it was, is interesting thing. And it, it was nice because it brought us all back to that real core family, um, you know, core family value thing, like wh- why it's so important to sit down at the dinner table together and have some conversations with no electronics and, yeah. you know, why it's important to shut the TV off and, and actually like talk to one another and do things together. Yeah. It seems that, um, I would say, especially the last three weeks, and this has happened for myself, um, the days are actually going fast uh, and passing by fast. And you would imagine going into the situation that they would seem long because <laughs> we were staying inside a lot. Uh, but suddenly it's like 6, 7 p.m. and you're like, what the hell just happened? So I think one of the key things you did with your family, which was structure, uh, helped uh, with this process entirely. It did. It did. And even like, you know, we have this list, you know, we call it like the random list and it's a list of anything from a different workout routine that you could do in an hour to, you know, yard work or a project in the house to an art project. So we have this like kind of random list. So if anybody finds themselves with any kind of downtime or idle time and they're really, you know, feeling bored they can go to the list and pick something to do and you know yesterday it was a beautiful day and I was locked in my office working and I picked my head up for a second and I looked outside and my husband and two daughters were bringing out all the lawn furniture from the shed and washing it down and kind of setting up the yard and I thought wow, I don't think that would probably ever happen if we weren't all home together. <laughs> and um, and it was nice. It was like, wow, they're out, actually out there and it's not me screaming at them to get something done. They're just kind of doing it. And, you know, I, I don't know how many times I've heard out of my kid's mouth how in the past that they're bored. I mean, we, we could be skiing all day long and they're hanging out with their friends and then we come home for 15 minutes and they're telling me that they're bored and I want to jump, jump, through the window. And, (laughs) and I have not heard that word once, not once out of their mouths. And I'm shocked about it. They, they're actually keeping busy doing things. They're taking walks, they're riding their bikes, Hmm. they're pulling out the old scooter or skateboard that, you know, was full of cobwebs and they're outside and they're doing things and they're playing with the dogs and they're just, they're kind of just enjoying the freedom that when I grew up as a kid, we all had that freedom. You went outside and you didn't come home until it was dark. Yeah. They're actually back to enjoying just the core basic 
you know, fun things yeah. that are easy. Yeah, we, <laughs> so, um, from the people I have talked to, um, I think that one of the things that has come up more often is that now you have to be creative just to have fun. And, um, <laughs> and people are being creative and they are coming back to the basics, which is uh, not being around technology uh, precisely. And that has just three or different ways of entertaining yourself as a family or as a couple or individuals at home. Um, so I want to ask you and I, I want to dig into two areas because obviously uh, I have a different uh, um an advantage to ask you personal questions here, but I, I want to not take as much advantage of that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I also want to ask you about just as, a, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, um, how, what have you learned from your business uh, in the last month that you didn't know? Um, so I've learned that when you engage and include people, their better self comes forward. I've learned that there isn't just one way to do things. Uh, there's lots of different ways. So, you know, there's not one, one right way. There's probably many right ways and hearing kind of just letting go a little bit has made me realize that there are a lot of other really good ideas and good ways to do things. And sometimes you have to give in to get to get that, you know, get that reward. I've learned that ego just doesn't matter at all. Um, and so you should just let that go and embrace, you know, embrace your people, embrace your philosophy. I think that we've, we, you know, as a business, we, we've had a good core business. We really believe in our core values and our people and, and trying to be happy even in the face of, you know, sadness. And I think that that's come through. And I think the more that we talk about those things and, um, and truly, you know, make sure people understand that we really believe them, it, it, it comes through and it shines and people shine. And, you know, I've also yeah. learned that when you have the right people with you, you can, you'll figure it out. Like maybe we don't do business the way we always did business, but maybe there's a better way, or maybe, you know, we'll learn from the, we'll learn from this time. We'll learn, we'll learn and we'll grow and, and hopefully we'll get better. Yeah, this is definitely, um, uh, I, I think an interview that I had with, uh, Ryan Villanueva pointed out a little bit about that, which is perfect time for pivoting for, it was the perfect time for businesses to figure out uh what they were really about and kind of like take all the stuff that was not part of your core out of there and and just make it shine like you said make your core shine because this is the time to adapt and and if you don't adapt like a lot of businesses are struggling with that um you will probably not survive right um i agree uh, the, the other thing is Along the business, alongside the business, I'm sure there are things you have learned about yourself in the last four weeks that you didn't know. I don't know if you mind sharing one or two of those. Uh, so I've learned that I really waste a lot of time sitting in the car <laughs> driving. <laughs> um, I've also learned that everyone on my team, including myself, can be incredibly productive um, in the midst of chaos and noise and dogs barking and doorbells ringing and vacuum cleaners going and whatever other noises in your background. Um, hmm. so I've learned that, you know, you can kind of just channel your energy and focus yourself and still get, and still get stuff done. I've also learned that 
it's hard to it's hard to pull away. I've learned that it's hard to to you know to to take the pause and say, okay, I need a half an hour of fresh air. I need to get up from my desk and go for a little walk or do something else. I, I found that that's really hard, um, and so I have to I have to make a conscious effort. Like I have to almost set the timer and force myself to get up and get out of my office and see what's going on in the rest of the house. Um, yeah. And, you know, and to make sure I'm getting like exercise and moving and not just sitting all day. So that, that's been kind of hard. I, I'm surprised. I was a little bit surprised at that because I'm such an active person that I, I thought that I wouldn't be able to sit. But to your point earlier, I pick my head up and I'm like, geez, it's six o'clock. Yeah. The day's just gone. So I think I've learned that you have to kind of force, force that break, for, force those breaks and force yourself to get up and move and yeah. do that. Yeah, I, I have, I completely identify with that. I think that not everybody's at home working, at least in Lexington. Um, there, <laughs> there is an expectation of being just in front of your computer all the time because everybody is supposed to be there. And, and you take back and it's like, well, in a regular environment, you would be able to like stand up and walk for 15 minutes, right? <laughs> and, and you have to remind yourself to do that because this environment kind of makes you know when you're in a computer, you're working because there's literally no other way to work right now. Uh, right. Uh, so, so totally identify with that. Um, I, I do have to ask you the question, which this is kind of like where it might get a little tricky here, which is every, every business owner is facing challenges uh, at this point in time. And a lot of them see them as opportunities. And I want you to maybe try to talk about that a little bit. Like what is one of the challenges you are facing uh, that could become an opportunity or that, that you think other business owners might find useful right now? From the business perspective? From the business, from, from, yeah, from, from the, the business. business perspective. Um, so, I'm, I mean, the biggest thing right now is I think about, I think about as we grow and we are adding, you know, adding talented people um, to the firm from an employee standpoint, I think about, um, I think about things like flex time probably makes a ton of sense for families to have more balance and, you know, not be sitting in hours of traffic. And I think about flex office space and how, you know, we're also used to this. That's my office. But, you know, I think that there's opportunity to bring in more people and maybe not take on more real estate and have people more in motion and have people, you know, moving around the office and and coming up with different ways to um, structure the day and structure the time and and really tailor it to the people. So they're they're super happy and they're thriving and they can just be the best, you know, their best self. So I've been thinking about ways, you know, ways that the day to day business life might change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 an interesting thing. Um there are industries that currently are paused fully, right? Like their their majority of flow depended on actually people coming into the door. And I think a lot of the other industries, which is uh, luckily enough the ones that we belong to, that they don't necessarily rely on that, have a huge opportunity to reassess just the way they do business. And, right. and, and that's exactly what you're mentioning, right? Like productivity might not necessarily be on driving to the office anymore at, at any point in time. It might just shift a little bit to. Right. And maybe it makes the, maybe it just makes our whole community a better place. I mean, I've read, I've read different things about less pollution because of less traffic yeah. and, you know, just less automobile accidents and things like that. So I think that a lot of positive things will come out of this that, you know, sometimes people don't, you don't see it until you see it. 
you know, you hear about it and people tell you that this stuff is possible, but until you actually experience it and you have that proof, you don't believe it. And so I think that that will force a lot, you know, open, open a lot of eyes, I think. And, um, and I want to jump into kind of like the last part of the conversation I, I wanted to have with you today, which is you have mentioned here and there a few silver linings that I guess being from home, spending more time with your family has brought up to your life now. Um, what other silver linings have you experienced just on your team, uh, maybe on the networks that you're around that you would like to share? Uh, people, I mean, people just pulling together and, and willing to do things and recognizing the good in what others are doing. I mean, the simplest, the simple things. You see the pictures of the people in the nursing homes and someone's on the other side of the window and they're singing a song or doing a dance. Like just the good. I mean, have you been good. watching me secretly? I mean, I'm definitely singing <laughs> a song and doing a dance at some point in the day. Right. <laughs> no, but, but you're right. See, you know, see the good and like there's so much good. And even, you know, you go to the grocery store and people have their masks on and their gloves, but there's just a new level of, I don't know if it's fear, but it seems to me more of respect and kindness. And so the little thing, like the person actually steps out of the way to let you pass. And yes, I know a lot of it's driven by fear, but I think it's it's at least it's caused me to stop and say, wow, that was nice. And so just for people to stop and think about the nice things um, and from the from the community of, you know, other other investment professionals we work with across the country. I mean, just the willingness to share to share ideas and to share stories and how they're doing what they're doing and how they're, you know, they're managing their business right now. And I just think the, the willingness for people to be open um, is bigger now and willing and people just kind of willing to help each other out. I think that's that's kind of huge. Yeah, uh, somebody, I was on a phone call this weekend with somebody in Italy and I wanted to hear from him, like, um, just his personal experience from like being shut down for a few weeks now, but to like also having, um, really strong emotions around him, right? Like death is around and stuff like that. So it brings something out of you. And his words were, it's weird that now that we're apart, we have a bigger sense of community that we have ever had. And, and that was an interesting comment for me because that's exactly how I feel. It's, it's basically what you were talking about, but there is a bigger sense of community from what I can see and feel now than it was ever before. And, and in my perspective, um, it brings such big opportunities for big, to, to tackle on bigger problems, right? That we couldn't do before because we were not as tight. And, and now we're getting tighter, right? So, yeah. so yeah, that's one. And just to close today, because um, I've asked this question to everybody I have interviewed in the last three weeks. And it, it, for some, it has been really tough because they cannot see the light at the end of the tunnel. For some, it has been like an opportunity um, to, to share what they see the light of the tunnel. But Chris, what's your biggest hope for the future right now? Um, I, I mean, I hope, that, I obviously hope this passes soon. I hope that um, people can come, can, can get back to, you know, seeing their other family members and their friends and, 
being able to, you know, give that hug and, and the kiss that is probably going to mean so much more, right? When you're deprived of something for so long, it just means so much. And I, I hope that people don't forget it. I think that sometimes as humans, you know, we're resilient. We live through, through a tough time or a tragedy and, and we forget, you know, we move forward and 10 years pass and you forget. And I, I just hope that there's a piece of this that people don't forget. And I hope that there's always that, I don't know, that piece that stays in them yeah. that helps them to be just to continue to be kind and generous and think about ways to, to be better or ways to do things differently and that there are different ways to do things and be more open, I think. Yeah. No. That's what I hope. No, thank you. That's actually a, a really good thought. Um, well, Christine, thank you so much for your time. We definitely, or I definitely know we have busy days right now. Uh, so I appreciate you taking the time and, um, uh, if if anybody has any comments or follow-ups to Christine, I'll put her information on the podcast so you can reach her directly. Uh, but also, I want to say personally, thank you for keeping like the uh, kind of like the upside and and the positive tone in all our meetings that we've been having in the last few weeks. It's it's really powerful uh, to have a leader with that side. Thank you, Jordy. Be well. Thank you. Stay healthy. Talk to you later. Bye bye. I hope you feel better after listening to Christine for a few minutes today um, of just not her optimism, but the way she is approaching this at home. Um, we have heard from a lot of people that there are a lot of silver linings and I'm glad we were able to talk to Christine about some of what she's experiencing today. Um, please share this podcast, subscribe to it. Uh, we're going to keep trying to share stories of entrepreneurs, business owners, and people in our network that are doing their best to, I guess, get through the situation and, and help their employees, their communities, their networks succeed through this whole COVID-19 era. Uh, this is a podcast by Lexington Wealth Management. My name is Jordan Mueller. And until next time, this was Between the Head and the Heart. Lexington Wealth Management is a group of investment professionals registered by Hightower Securities LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors LLC, a registered independent investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there is no guarantee that the investment process or or the investment opportunities referred herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and is not guaranteed. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable, and opinions, news, research, analysis, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as a general market commentary and does not constitute investment advice. Lexington Wealth Management and Hightower shall not in any way be liable for claims and make no express or implied representation or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data on other information or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information referenced herein. The data and information are provided as a date of reference. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of Lexington Wealth Management and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its opinions.